This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with wars and persecutions, destruction of Jerusalem, the coming of the Son of Man, watch yourselves, and preparing for the Passover. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or on your favorite podcast provider.
a reading from John, chapter 20. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Can you remember a time that you had to say goodbye to someone for the last time? Maybe you knew it was going to be the last time that you were going to see them for a long time. Maybe a childhood friend moving out of state, your parents dropping you off at college for the first time, or you as the parent dropping your child off for the first time. Maybe it was leaving a job that you loved so much that the coworkers actually felt like friends or even family or leaving your grandparents' house and heading back home for the holidays, or even worse, having to leave the grandchildren after a nice long visit, or even picking up and packing up everything to move here to the seminary. But what about those times when you don't know it's going to be the last time that you're going to see someone, especially because those times often come with the tragic and quite abruptly with an accident, or an argument, a lie, an undiagnosed, undetectable terminal illness. What seems like the cosmos now being split apart. And just like that, you are no longer able to have that person in your life. What you had, that life, 
that love, that joy, and even the pains that come along with relationships with that person are now all gone. The ability to talk to, to lean on, to be with, now are no longer possible. And while the level of pain in splitting up relationships may vary based on the relationship, there is still going to undeniably be pain. That's what exactly the disciples and the other followers of Jesus were going through that Easter Sunday morning. After the roller coaster highs of the first part of that Holy Week, it must have felt like utter lowness, like the floor had fallen out from where they were standing that morning. Their teacher, their leader, their friend, is treated to a hero's welcome on that Sunday, and by Friday, he is hanging dead on a cross and now in the tomb, so they thought. From the Hosannas to the Son of David to crucify him, they had heard everything that Jesus had said, everything that he had taught to them, but none of it made sense to them at the moment, and especially now in their grief, in their weeping, and in their fear. They were terrified. They felt utterly, hopelessly abandoned. And they truly felt like sheep without a shepherd, without their good shepherd. And the women that came to the tomb that Easter morning, they were there to say their, to say their final goodbyes to Jesus. They came expecting to finish, to complete the work in love that hastily Joseph and Nicodemus had done on that Good Friday. In many ways, they wanted Jesus' body to be there. That made sense to them. That was what normally was supposed to happen. That's something they could completely understand. But instead of a body, there were two angels. And in a seemingly cold, callous way of saying it, they ask the women, Woman, why are you weeping? But it was not cold or callous, for they come from a place of pure joy, knowing exactly what has happened. This is the way that it is supposed to be. This is what was going to happen the whole time. This is what Jesus was talking about in himself when earlier in John's Gospel he says, the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone believing in him may have eternal life. And the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it will remain alone forever. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. This is how it was supposed to be, Mary, that Jesus would die, but he also would rise again. And so Mary came weeping, looking for the cold, dead, and almost stinking body of Jesus. She came back to the old comforts, what she knew, or what she thought she knew, what her eyes had seen on that Good Friday what she could understand with her own mind. This was what made sense. This is what she knew. 
but as our Lord is one to do, to give more than what we ought to ask for. He gives what we actually need as opposed to what we want. And so he gives more to Mary this morning. Yes, he gives her a body, but this body is full of life. It is alive. It is fully raised from the dead. It is resurrected. He gives her a body that speaks life into her own name, Mary, and speaks peace be with you to his fearful disciples. And where he speaks through his word, he imparts faith and bestows life and gives the full forgiveness of all of our sins. And so in Christ's resurrection, our, our goodbyes are now changed. No longer are they goodbyes left in weeping and mourning or out of fear. Through Christ's own resurrection, he gives us the promise of our resurrections. That's something none of the other resurrection accounts in Scripture do, and they can't do. They can't make that promise, for only Jesus's can. Jesus comes with the promise that at the last day, your death too, you will be raised with him and through him. And he gives that to us fully and completely, and with peace and with joy. For his resurrection changes everything for us. No longer are our goodbyes to those in the faith, those that we have loved, goodbyes forever. No longer are they terrible conclusions, horrible realities. No, in Christ, even our weeping is turned into rejoicing. And our fear, our fear is covered with his complete peace, which satisfies us beyond anything that we could possibly even imagine. In the holy name of Jesus.
that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. God, by the resurrection of your Son, you have given peace to a world filled with strife. By the preaching of the resurrection, bring peace to places overcome by violence and war, so that we might know the perfect peace of your eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray.
Let us bless the Lord. bless us and direct our days and our deeds in his peace. Amen. 